I know you think you need motivation and inspiration, but what I really think you need is this. So listen in to find out what this is. Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at Heather Gray Consulting. And I think I have a semi-listener to the show who wrote in with today's question asking me for a motivational book recommendation because I do think at this point in time, anybody who listens to the show regularly probably knows where I stand around motivational books. One of the things that I've been talking to you all about pretty regularly is the idea that the self-development, the self-help, the professional development space is a $10 billion a year industry, but yet people aren't really getting better. They're still struggling and they're still hurting, but we're all sort of programmed or brainwashed to think we will find our latest answer, our latest opening inside of the book, so long as we pick the right one. I know that's where today's listener letter finds themselves, so let's read the letter, and I'll find you on the other side, but I don't know that I'll be offering a book as an answer. Here goes. Hi, Heather. I'm in a slump. I can't find my motivation or my drive. I didn't make my Q2 goals, and now I feel like the summer slump is going to happen and put me further behind. I was thinking of starting some summer reading to see if I could get my head in the game a bit more, and I'm wondering what you would read to motivate yourself and if you might have some recommendations. Okay, so... First off, if you just want two books that I think are really talking about the entrepreneurial space that you all should be listening to, um, uh, I listen <laughs> on Audible, um, then I'm going to recommend, and I know I've thrown this out before, but I Can't Make This Up by Kevin Hart or Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Um, those are two books that have really significantly changed the way I think and move through the world after I read them. I think a lot of the books... In the professional development space do an incredible job of saying, hey, you, this is how you've been feeling. This is what you've been thinking. This is what it's like to move through the world like you. And because somebody has been able to name your feelings without you being able to talk to them, you then suddenly feel seen, heard, validated on a level that is really exciting for you. And it makes you want to give more energy rather than looking at solutions. The reason why I'm not such a fan of the book as an answer is because it keeps you locked in to a passive activity. And if you need another sort of hint on this or another conversation on it, right at the beginning of the month, and I believe it was my June 3rd episode, How to Be Motivated, um, is another episode that you can try to go back and listen to. I'm probably repeating some of the same things as I said in that episode. But one of the things that I was thinking about As I looked at my inbox, as I looked at various people who are asking me questions either about summer reading lists or, you know, how to get motivated, a lot of people are feeling discouraged about not having made their uh, Q2 goals. How do you manage that with yourselves and how do you organize that experience? And the temptation to find the answer in the book is that quick hit, that, that sense of somebody being 
you know, seeing you, understanding you, and validating your experience. But I actually don't think, even though it's one of those things as you um, sell the what, you teach the how, you give people what you think they want, what they think they want, and then you offer what they actually need. I think this like what you actually need, if you are stuck in a moment of slump, if you're stuck in a moment of not moving, if you're looking ahead towards summer and you're seeing that the revenue is going to go down and people are going on vacations and they're checking out of their businesses and all of those self-defeating thoughts and the fear mongering and all of that comes in, I don't think you need motivation. This isn't about how do you get up in the morning and still feel good about yourself? How do you go get them when you're not sure that anything you're going to go or anything you're going to get is actually going to work for you. What I would like you to do today is to think about what happens if it's not motivation that you need. What if it's not inspiration you need? What if it's permission? I think a lot of people, when they feel validated, when they feel seen, when someone names their human experience, they feel a sense of it's okay to be you. It's okay to do what you want to do. It's okay to chart your path. It's okay to find a plan B. It's okay to shoot for the moon. That we have ideas and thoughts and plans for ourselves, but we've sort of censored them. We've held back and we're waiting for someone else to tell us it's okay. Partly because I think we create these stories that if someone else tells us it's okay, then we are decreasing the likelihood that it's not going to work. We're decreasing the likelihood of failure or of rejection. But the other piece to this is that a lot of times when people are looking for motivation and they're looking for inspiration, they're feeling called to step outside of the box the way they've always lived their lives or run their businesses is suddenly not working and they are looking for a plan B. But as soon as you disrupt the apple cart, as soon as you go left or right of center, a change you make is going to change things for other people. There's a domino effect to that. And I think sometimes changes come with natural consequences. And we're not always sure that we want to take those natural consequences on. So then as a result, we say, I just can't go it, can't get going. I just need motivation. I just can't get out of my own way. When I don't actually think that's what it is. It's not that you're in, not inspired. It's not that you don't have any additional answers for yourself. It's not that you don't know what you want or what your goals are, you haven't given yourself permission to go after them. For your wild idea to be the thing you pursue, for that thing that's on the top of your mind to be the thing that you go after. So what I'm encouraging you to think about today isn't motivation, isn't inspiration. It's what do you need to give yourself permission to do? What are you coming to this show 
hoping I will give you permission to do? What are you hoping to have validated? What are the ideas you've censored? What are the things that you've held back from? Where have you not gone for the brass ring? Where have you said, oh, that'll create too much change or, oh, people would have a strong reaction because you were not looking for someone else's answer to your life and you're not looking for someone else's answer to your business. You are looking for permission to find your own. Now, I want to say as a caveat here, you led with, I didn't make my Q2 goals and so I feel like crap. I want to give you permission to feel like crap because you didn't make your Q2 goals. You get to be upset about that. You get to be discouraged. You get to just, you know, feel as though you tried your best and your best didn't work. Or you get to, you know, examine what you did. Ask yourself honestly, did you do your best? Did you try everything? Did fear get in the way? Did you stop yourself from taking the actions you needed to take? Did you play small? So yes, absolutely mourn the loss and the disappointment of not being where you said you wanted to be. And then also too, my friend, hold yourself accountable a little bit. So that you can look at this and see what do I need to do differently heading into Q3. The other thing that I want to remind you of, <laughs> um, and you're not going to like me blowing this up, this letter came to me, um, you know, before uh, June. Like, I got this letter in May. So part of me wants to be like, dude, like you didn't even finish Q2. Q2 doesn't end and Q3 doesn't start until June 1st. So this idea, I think sometimes that I want to point out for anybody listening and not just you, because I know now you're you're listening to this episode um, towards the end of June sometime. But what I want you to think about a little bit for yourself is the idea that when you see the writing on the wall and you predetermine it's not going to work, you give up too soon. Like what could you have done and what can you do now that it's Q3 that you didn't do in Q2 to set your Q3 up for success? What are the steps you didn't take? What are the actions you didn't take? Because I guarantee you, as soon as you looked at the calendar, I'm like, oh, this goal isn't going to happen. It's May 17th. I'm not done. Like you missed out on an opportunity of two weeks to, to decide for yourself what you could do instead and how you could inject cash into your business or what quick offering you could put out there or what way you could reach out to your email list. You stopped as soon as you had the thought that it wasn't going to work out for you rather than saying, is there a way to rewrite the ending to the story? So I just want to, you know, I know that's not part of what your question was, but it's certainly part of my observation and that's what y'all are writing in for my expertise. So there you have it. The other thing I want to say to folks here is you bring up a really good point about the summer slump. I, in my own business, experience it. People don't want to talk about their problems. They don't want to talk about their problematic relationships more often than not because they're going on vacation with the said people who create those problems. A lot of people mindfully sort of power down for the summer. They want to spend more time with their kids. They want to get outside. They want to enjoy vacations. They're building this life freedom for themselves. But I will also tell you that my observation, I'm heading into my third summer here online, 
is business owners in the summer use this as an excuse to check out for a while. Um, because as a brick and mortar, I didn't get to just say, oh, I'm just taking the whole summer off because I had to pay rent. And I completely understand people who have created life freedom and time freedom and virtual freedom for themselves so that they can run their lives and businesses with more flexibility. But I also think that like a lot of people in Q1, Q2, it didn't go the way they wanted to. They came into the year full of piss and vinegar and then suddenly it's not working out and then it's summer and everybody is giving you permission to take time off. So you're giving yourself that permission. What I am going to challenge you to do is to not take time off from yourself. You get to take time off from your business. You get to power down, do whatever you want, but you also have to pay attention to your mindset. And that's why I still answered this question about a reading recommendation. The other book, by the way, I recently liked is Maybe You Should Talk to Somebody. Um, it's not a business book, but it's a really good book on understanding. Um, for me, it was like um, going back to therapy school and reminding myself of like what it was like to be a therapist and all of that. But I think it does a really good job of teaching like introspection and how to look at yourself and how to ask some really hard questions. So that's another one I would toss out. I do think that sometimes books can motivate us and and um, inspire us with new ideas. But what I would really like you to do and think about as you are trying to master your mindsets this summer, as you're trying to balance, you know, your business with your mindset, with summertime fun, is what approach to mindset do you buy into? What really motivates you to change? Do you listen to your po- this podcast, for example, and find yourself moving differently through the world? Do you find that like when you talk to people, action changes and the ways you move through the world shift and move a little bit. I would like you to spend some time thinking about how can you still keep taking care of your mindset and your energy during the summer. The other thing I would remind you guys of is that this is a perfect time to start working with me. I have a coaching on demand program that happens entirely through the Voxer app, a walkie talkie app. So you don't have to be on a schedule. You can share your thoughts with me and share your goals with me in your real time from wherever you are. No scheduled sessions, no phone calls, no nothing, just you doing a voice messaging app. And then during my business hours, I get back to you and answer you and coach you in the moment to start thinking about things and asking yourself some questions. Summertime is a perfect time for coaching on demand because it doesn't require any scheduled sessions or times. You're always invited to start it with a 60-minute call if you wanted to, to get a diagnostic workup. But that is another option for somebody who wants to work on themselves while they also take some downtime on their businesses over the summer. I'm going to include a link to do that with me um, in the show notes. And um, it's probably best actually if you email me because then we can get in on a discovery call. But I will um, I will put a link to a discovery call if you want to learn more about how I work with that and what that model could look like for you this summer. Happy to do that. Um, thank you to the letter writer. Again, another reminder, go back to that June 3rd episode. You can find some gold there as well. And keep thinking about permission. Keep thinking about where you're editing yourself and censoring yourself, and I think you will find your way for a brighter Q3. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.